Hi there. Welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams, because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 114. At this point, life today does not look like the life that you led just a month or two ago. There's still change and there's stress and this sense of crisis all around us in a new way that few of us have ever experienced before. In this Strengths and Crisis series, you have been hearing from leaders, from coaches, parents, spouses, about the experiences they have had and the tools that they have used and the strengths that they'd seen stretch during this time of global crisis. And you know, it kind of feels like there's no end in sight to the crisis and definitely very little hope of going back to exactly the way things used to be. Yet, like my guests and I talk through today, when we sort through the strain and the stress, there are some things about this period of crisis that are worth keeping around. Today, you get to hear from the experience and stories of Murray Guest. Murray has been a frequent guest on the podcast and on the blog as he shares from his ex expertise in working with leaders around the world, as well, well as from the priority and love of his family. You get a glimpse of both of those things today. Murray's life as a consultant and facilitator has been turned upside down. But the truth is, you wouldn't really know that. He opens up his life to us to share stories of connection in ways that otherwise wouldn't have happened, of the ways he's using his strengths to recalibrate his approach to work, and of promise for leaders who may just feel like this crisis is getting the best of them. Murray's leveled insight and wisdom come at a perfect time and you will be encouraged. So let's dive in. All right, well, here we are today with my good friend, colleague, and uh, business partner, business venture partner, uh, Murray Guest. Murray, you're, you hail from Australia today. How are you doing? Becky, I love connecting with you, and I'm thank you again for inviting me back on your awesome podcast. I am excited um, to be here today, and I'm feeling really good today. I think, like a lot of people, I've had the emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. over these past few weeks. Uh, today here in Australia, the sun's shining. Um, it's a beautiful sort of autumn morning. And if there's one thing out of these past few weeks, it's the gratitude for some of those small things that's really coming out. And um, I'm feeling good today. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. I love to hear that. I love to start off on a good foot like that because not every day does have a good foot these days. And I think that's one of the things we're realizing that it's okay. It's okay to not to have the not good days and it's okay to to then really be grateful for the days that we're feeling like, you know what, it's a good one. I totally agree. I was talking to a client last week and one of my messages with that client, with this team was, whatever you're feeling right now is right. Whether you're feeling a bit anxious, a bit, um, a bit sad, a bit excited, a bit inspired, because there's so many different stories, so much information out there. And I just said, whatever you're feeling is right. Don't make yourself mm -hmm. wrong. Um, you and I love strengths and we love what strengths yeah. is about. And again, my build off that is what's right with right now and how can we embrace that? So that was helping that team feel more resilient and just feeling a bit more okay with how they're feeling right now. Yeah. Wow. That is really cool. 
Um, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast and who are familiar with our work for Leaders Who Give a Damn probably know a little bit about, little bit about who you are and what you have done. Um, but for, for those of us who aren't as familiar and also those of us who don't really know what's happened since this worldwide crisis has struck in your uh, your part of the world, but not just your part of the world, but in your home as well. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are uh, and what kind of what what did your daily life look like before coronavirus, and then maybe just move into what has been the impact for you and your family as you have now been living in um, in the midst of this crisis for several weeks. Um, so so much has happened. Honestly, I think. Um, that the past two months feels like it's been two years. Like it's, mm. it feels like so much has happened. Um, but I, what I'm proud to say is I started 2020 strong with some really good partnerships with some clients. And I was looking mm. forward to running multiple workshops and leadership coaching with these clients. And I was all, oh, I was geared and I was strong and I was ready to go. Um, and what I had set up with a number of clients was these partnerships. So I was looking forward to that, included a bit of travel around Australia, going to different, different places uh, and providing leadership and team workshops. So my life pre-coronavirus was leadership coaching, team workshops, uh, on-site with clients. I do a little bit of coaching. I was doing a little bit of coaching remotely from home, but certainly it was those trips away. So that was my life before Corona. I run my business from home, as does my wife. She runs her business where she mentors uh, natural health practitioners. We have three children, one in university, one doing his last year of high school. So that's a very exciting and stressful time. And my youngest is in his last year of primary school. So he's um, at that stage where it's starting to get a bit more serious too about school as well. So prior to um, coronavirus, we were all going to work, going to university, going to school. And that was, you know, our life, I guess. Um, my middle son, uh, my son, middle child, Noah, he also plays basketball. So that was also mm -hmm. schools, um, after school sport and doing that as well. And he's really getting into his sport, which is fantastic. So started to get the, the messages and what was happening, started to touch base with some clients and was sort of like, do we cancel this? Do we postpone this? What do we do? What does that look like? And that was some of the conversations in, uh, in March. And then what it led to for me was about 25 days worth of facilitation that's been postponed right now. And yeah. that was some really quick phone calls, changing flights, canceling hotels and, and lots of things. So it was, it was quite... Um, you know, exponentially changing around the plans and those arrangements with clients. Hmm. Similar children no longer going to school, learning from home, mm -hmm. school from home. Uh, my daughter doing university from home. Wow. So everyone's at home a lot more now. So all that's changing. And while Tammy and I run our business from home, we've also got these extra people, extra drain on Wi-Fi and all that stuff happening. Hmm. So that's, that's the change. Um, the stress for me was in those early moments around how do I still run my business, serve my mm. clients and provide for my family because that was a lot of, um, uh, a lot of impact on the cash flow of a business yeah. and to our family. So what I, that was a real big stress. And in those emotions and the roller coasters, I was feeling what, what, what really helped me was came back to, well, what can I do right now? What can I focus mm. on? What's in my control? What can I do? 
So that's where I, I went back to the clients that I know that I have great relationships with. Number one, hashtag relator. Tap into that relator <laughs> strength of mine. Number five, responsibility. So maintain that, re that relationship and then how can I serve them? What can I help them with right now? How can I provide value? And so I'm, I'm pleased to say there's been a handful of clients right now where I've been running workshops for their teams, helping them move forward, help them connect uh, using mm. online tools, which has been really good. Mm. The real benefits though, and I keep on coming back to this, you know, the perspective <laughs> and the gratitude, the real benefits are my children are working out together at home instead of going to the gym. And it's just great watching them work out together. Hmm. Uh, Tammy, my wife and I play, my wife and I are playing backgammon every afternoon for two weeks straight now. And I am learning from the master how to play backgammon. <laughs> and, but it's this afternoon ritual of a cup of tea and sit down and chat and connect and we play. Um, and it's just, Something we would never have done before. So there's that. Yeah. We're cooking together more as a family, eating together more as a family. And even uh, over the weekend, all five of us were playing basketball together on the front driveway, which mm. we would never do as a, um, as a family. So these little connections and benefits yeah. as a family, I am so grateful for, for what's come out of this. And we are all fit and healthy, which is something else that I'm, I'm so glad off right now. Yeah. Okay. So why, why do you think this crisis is what it has taken for a lot of us to achieve some of those same, the things that you're talking about, like this more togetherness time, valuing the togetherness time, even, okay. Talk specifically about basketball in the front yard. Like why did Saturdays not include that before? What, what was happening when in you know pre-coronavirus life that didn't allow those types of connections to happen in the same way that they're happening now that's a really good question becky and i love the questions you asked me so thank you um so i think it's something about i think it's something about the busyness of life that we we forget what's most important to us and we and i forget i'm not saying we i'm saying i me yeah we forget those things that are so important to us and we lose that perspective when we lose some of that gratitude. Mm. And also I think that's that. I think the other thing is um, what's important to our children. If you have mm. children, what's important to them and seeing that through their eyes. So yes, me going to serve my clients and be able to provide for my family is important. But what I know my children want sometimes is for me to jump on the trampoline with them or to play yeah. basketball on the driveway. And I think in the business of life and in the, uh, the hamster wheel of life, that, that cycle we can be on and just, you know, day in, day out, whether that's as an employee or running your own business, that can happen. And I think I lost some of that. And I think a lot of us have lost some of that. And this benefit from the crisis is we're starting to get that renewed perspective about what's really important mm -hmm. and making those things are important and slowing down and appreciating those. So playing basketball for half an hour with the family and laughing and passing the ball around, that was just just gorgeous, beautiful time that I'm so glad we did. And I honestly am just often now thinking, how do we keep those things in our yeah. life beyond this, this yeah. time? Because when we come out of this, we want to keep those things going on.
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's exactly where my mind goes right away is like, okay, there are some, they, I mean, it has been incredibly stressful, a lot of uncertainty um, in your life, like mine, like we don't really know where all the revenue is coming from and how we're going to, you know, how, depending on how long all this lasts, like there's some stressful, real reality uh, aspects of it that are stressful. But then there's also these, these benefits that we've kind of unlocked or unleashed. I think exactly what you're saying is because of that, that busyness that we just didn't, didn't ever allow ourselves to put into our schedule some of these like moments of breathing or moments of connecting with our families and the way that we're kind of almost forced to now forced um, to by by way of sanity you know we want to stay sane so we're like let's do something together that instead of just sitting around looking at each other or all being on our devices so I, what what are your thoughts like how do you how do you think we do keep some of this like as you've started to think through it what has come to your mind like is what's our what's our path forward what's our way forward as we're trying to keep some of these benefits that we are realizing right here in the middle of a crisis write it down talk about it so it's something mm -hmm. which i certainly encourage everyone to do and that is take the time out right now not just be doing the change living the mm -hmm. change um, you know, playing basketball, connecting with whoever, but actually take the time out, as you said, Becky, to pause and acknowledge it and mm. write down what it is that you're appreciating right now or how you're feeling about it and how you are feeling differently in life about it. Mm. So write it down, but also talk about it. So my wife, Tammy and I, we, we are talking about it. Uh, we are talking about it with our children about what life is like right now, what we appreciate mm -hmm. and how we feel. And I say that because I think if we just do it and then when things do change in some way in a few weeks or months time and we go back to something like we're living before, right. we'll lose the, the and the feeling and the emotions that we've got right now. Mm. So you want to lock it in, you want to connect it, you want to acknowledge it. So talk about it, write it down. I also think the other part is we build habits over time. There's lots of research around 21 days to create a new habit. Mm. A lot of people are in, in home now for, you know, three weeks, four weeks, things like that. So let yourself create those new habits and lock those in uh, for when whatever life is going to be like. So mm. you're creating these new habits. Um, I think the, other, the last bit is tap into how you're feeling, what you're really feeling right now, those mm. emotional connections. Because I know that, um, that when I'm just talking to you right now, I am feeling emotionally those moments and they're taking me back to those connections I've been having more of with my family and also my friends. I'm having actually, I'd even say better and more valuable and connecting conversation with my friends as well. Yeah. Um, over the phone and um, FaceTime and whatever we're using. So I think tap into those emotions. So we're actually getting that emotional connection to these changes so that we yeah. can uh, leverage those and keep doing those as we go forward. Yeah, creating like new men mental pathways, new emotional pathways that, we're, that we want to continue to, to build on. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of writing it down because I do think like, it's kind of just like you feel on a vacation or something, unless you've done a really, really good job documenting it, you don't 
you don't necessarily, you can't put yourself right. You can't put yourself back into it. But if you have documented it well and reflected well on that vacation or a trip of a lifetime, then you can go back and look at what you wrote, what pictures you took. And you can say, okay, yeah, I remember I felt that. Uh, and in this case, how do we recreate that or continue to create that in our, in the life of our family or the life of our work or wherever we've seen those benefits and those emotional connections grow? Yeah. Love that. Um, you know, as you've been working through this, the, the stress of this time, um, the changes of this time, having more people under one roof more of the time, what have been some of the key tools and perspectives that you've helped to navigate some of that stress, that, that state of crisis? Um, I mentioned earlier about focusing what's in my control. So that's mm. certainly something which um, I, I come back to regularly about, okay, what can I do about this situation right now? That's one thing. Second thing is looking after myself. So mm -hmm. make sure that I'm getting the right amount of sleep, that I'm eating well, that I am uh, taking some additional supplements to uh, boost my immunity and boost my health. Mm -hmm. So I've got to look after myself so I can look after other people. So I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. The third thing is how are we looking out for each other, supporting each other. So encouraging each other to exercise, to move, to eat well, um, not be on devices all the time, all of that sort of stuff. So that's the other thing. So that's the other one. Um, the next one is Tammy and I, my wife and I, as I said, still running our businesses. We are having conversations about well, what's in our calendar. So it's the planning. We've got to plan mm. what's coming up. Mm. Who are you talking to? Do you need more Wi-Fi bandwidth right now than me? Are you going to be using the, the good microphone? So I won't use it. So we actually, that's a planning conversations are really, really important. So we're doing that as well. Hmm. Um, and probably the last one is let's be realistic. I'm being realistic about the situation. So we're at home, children are at home. Um, and uh, lots of people we work with are at home with their children. So let's be realistic around the expectations hmm. of what we can achieve right now. I heard a story from a, a company where, people said, well, you're not just working from home, you're also working remotely, so you've got to get all the amount, exact same amount of work done right now. And I was like, hang on, let's just wow. unpack that a little bit because that's yeah. not being realistic in the situation. So that was a story I heard about another client or a company, so I should say. So that isn't helpful. That doesn't help people up for success. And with all these other emotions that we're feeling right now with what's going on in the world, let's be realistic about what we can achieve because that's so important. Yeah. Wow. No, I love that. I mean, it, it is, it's a little bit of a self check of like, can't, am I expecting too much of myself? Am I expecting too much of my colleagues, of my clients, of my family? What am I really expecting? And how can we be okay with being realistic? I mean, I think I know certain personalities over others and you can imagine what mine is like, right? Like it is hard to sometimes Bring, it feels like bringing our expectations down to acknowledge what's realistic, but yet this is what's going to help us thrive and actually have the space to be able to create new routines and new mental and emotional pathways for the future. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a very valuable tool for any of us to use. Um, so let's, you know, you and I both love the strengths language. Um, we, we use that with each other. We use that in our own families, the Clifton Strengths language um, with our clients. And there is a role 
for strengths, um, for understanding and knowing our strengths in this crisis. So why don't you just give everybody an idea, or not an idea, but actually tell them what your top five or your most important strengths are to you. And um, maybe kind of roll that into how has understanding your strengths been helpful in navigating the past few weeks? And maybe you can give us a few examples. Yeah. Becky, thank you so much. I um, have been talking to a few of my clients about this, clients that I've helped understand their strengths and how mm. their strengths right now helping them uh, either helping them or even hindering them right now. So mm. certainly for me, I've seen that as well, where I'm getting some helpful and some hindering elements. So my top five are relator, futuristic, individualization, communication and responsibility. Mm. So I mentioned earlier about relator number one. So I've certainly been tapping into that, using my relator to maintain those relationships with my clients, mm. to um, really have those um, understanding deep connections about what's life like for them at a personal and professional level and getting to know them even deeper. Uh, for some clients, it's been very easy because I already know them quite well through that relator, but uh, others I've had to tap into it to even strengthen that relationship. So certainly I've been consciously using that relator and hmm. um, I've loved some of those vulnerable and open moments and text messages I'm getting from some of my clients. So that's been great. Hmm. So definitely the relator. Um, I'll jump to uh, responsibility again, my number five. And because that for me is about serving others, doing what I say I do and showing hmm. up psychologically. And for me, uh, that has definitely been how I've been serving my clients right now, but also my family. So I've been thinking about, okay, how can mm. I best show up as a parent, as a husband for my family right now? So I've definitely been tapping into that a little. Um, one that you've just made me think about is that individualization. Hmm. So individualization is one which can hinder me and can lead to a bit of rework and a bit of um, overworking because I'm always looking to how can I make this perfect for the client I'm working with and tailoring it and sort of how do I, which I think the client's getting the best out of me because I'm, I'm sort of really narrowing in and, right. and tailoring my approach for them, but also can trip me up because I'm actually always reworking stuff. So, hmm. But when I think about individualization for me right now is, okay, what do my what are the specific needs of different clients mm. and how can I use those? So that's, that, that I'd say is the, uh, the other one that's helping me. What's getting in my way a little bit, to be honest, the communication. I can mm. hear myself talking flat out right now. <laughs> and um, some people might be saying, slow down. So... Um, <clears throat> So what I, I can realize is my communication talent, my talking um, and my desire to want to talk uh, to my family, to my clients, to my friends and to talk through things, talk through ideas and talk through what's going on. Sometimes we need to do a quiet time. Hmm. Sometimes we need to step back. Sometimes we need to slow it down a little. So that can trip me up a little. Um, I, I, I'm just, a little if bit. I could just follow up on that communication bit a little bit, do you feel like it's also though you know it, there's a need of communication to have that like that ability to process right out loud and to kind of think through all the stories that are kind of going on in your head how do you balance that like if you are feeling like oh maybe this is like an overdrive 
but yet I kind of need to be able to tell these stories and think through everything in order to get to the end, you know, the end point with this client or with this particular thing that's happening at home. Uh, how have you found that you're able to, to balance the need versus what you're feeling like is a turned up volume? I think it goes back to some of that planning I mentioned earlier and actually thinking about what's the most valuable thing to actually talk about right now. Mm. And it's better to go go deep communication relater maybe, but go deep on something as opposed to let's talk about everything. Mm. So thinking more consciously about what is I want to talk through, what are the ideas or what's the thing versus talk about everything. So actually slowing down and being a bit more focused a bit more conscious about how I can actually use that communication talent right now. Hmm. Yeah. Futuristic number two. Uh, I'm wondering about that one because I've been thinking and discussing with some people the possibility of what the future is going to look like when we come out of this situation. And to be honest, Becky, I don't think I've been tapping into it that much. I think hmm. I've been living more in the here and now. And this process of uh, our conversation has helped me think about how could I tap into my futuristic more. Mm. And I think this is the beauty of these conversations. And for anyone listening to have these type of conversations with each other and listen to Becky's Osego um, uh, TV, because it's these conversations which help you start to identify where maybe you're not tapping into some of those strengths. So I appreciate, I'm thinking about, okay, how could I tap more into that futuristic to see what's possible and to, to really help me articulate that better? Um, so hmm. that's one I'm probably not using as much right now. Hmm. I wonder, I, I mean, I think, I think there's two things I'm, I'm thinking about as you talk about your futuristic. One is, I think you're absolutely right that like even people, I mean, we like live and breathe this strengths culture, the strengths world. We're constantly thinking about how these, impact the way that we interact with our clients or with other people, with our families, but yet it takes an intentionality to say, to really think through, okay, maybe I've got on, I went on, you know, cruise control with my futuristic, or maybe I went on cruise control with my, I don't know, belief strength, let's say in my case, but what does that really look like in this particular crisis? That takes a dialogue, that takes Maybe it takes journaling, depending on your personality. It takes like reflecting to other people, people that are closest to you, like, hey, Tammy, how have you seen me using this strength or have you seen it showing up or where could I use it more? Um, and, and it's not something that we just do necessarily on default. It, it takes some intentionality to, to live out of our strengths. These aren't just like little things that were, that are true about us and we read a description and we can move on and all of a sudden now our life has changed. No, it's about how do we be intentional about, about self-awareness, not just in our big picture life, but in this individual moment. I think that is so powerful um, around, yes, our top strengths, our dominant talents are part of who we are. That's just us the way we jump out of bed in the morning and go about our life. But that doesn't mean that we are using them with intention. Mm. They're just there. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree. And you've just, you've, you've invited me without even saying it, Becky. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to bring into the daily back, backgammon conversation with my wife. <laughs> How are we intentionally using our strengths mm. today? So, um, cause that's going to help us check in and support each other as well. 
So I take out of, out of this conversation for me and for everybody else listening, uh, how can you bring this into your daily dialogue with your family, with your, your friends, whoever you're connecting yeah. with about how are we intentionally using these to show up best as we can right now? Yeah. Cool. Cool. I love that. I feel encouraged in that way too. Okay. So, but tell me a little bit about futuristic because I feel like in some ways futuristic could feel very um, swallowed right now because we can't, we can't see it. I mean, someone like me who doesn't have futuristic talent really can't see like, what, what do you mean? There's going to be a future beyond this. Right. But so, but it can feel kind of swallowed because there's a lot of things going on in the now, in the moment where it's requiring a lot of our attention, even for someone who's wired to dream. Um, but yet also we need people like you, we need people who can paint a picture of a better reality or a different reality, or can say, what are the things that we're going to pick out of this reality to move into the next reality? Um, so where, where have you felt stuck or where, where have you felt like, um, it's your strength is needed and maybe it's, it's feeling stuck in the now. So, um, I was actually on a call the other day with a, a, a few people and uh, what we're talking about is the honeymoon is over mm. and what we're talking about is the, the honeymoon period of lit, of working from home in isolation in versions of lockdown that's now over and my link to this and the futuristic right now is I think in that honeymoon period of the initial uh, weeks uh, of people living and, and going about life like this, there's this overwhelm. There's so much, and for me, so much information and so many mm. uh, extra balls to, I guess, to juggle and to work out that I, I packed away the futuristic. Now mm. I feel like some of that is starting to calm down. The honeymoon's over into a bit of a, a norm around what life yeah. is looking like at the moment. I don't want to just sort of disrespect or acknowledge those people that are going through real hardship right now though becky right. there's people that are going through real hardship around employment and mm -hmm. health and um, well-being um so that is really important so i don't want to disregard any of that i'm just talking from my own perspective right. and from my own perspective i think i couldn't tap into that futuristic because there's so much in there's so many clouds so much fog mm. right now now, though, coming out of that, I am thinking about what does life look like for um, me, my family, my community, uh, my clients, uh, life in general a bit more. And when I think about that, I'm thinking about some of the, um, the things I'm reading on the news mm. and some of the things I'm seeing about how we are living life differently now in a way which, which is in more balance with nature. I don't know if you saw it recently. There's a few photos going around where people in India are seeing the Himalayan mountains for the first time wow. in 30 years because all of the smog has dropped because people aren't traveling. Wow. So I think about, okay, so there's that. And then if you think about some of the photos of cities and different areas around the world where, you know, nature's coming back, the air's getting cleaner, there's, it's easy to get around. So what does that look like going forward? Mm -hmm. And that excites me because I mm. think about um, how we can be living in, um, in a greater harmony with nature, but also with each other as well. So there isn't that stress and pressure. So that's got me excited about that future where we take the good out of now, the innovation of what's happening now, mm. and that's the future. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that. 
Hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, we, we need you to keep working that. So keep painting your pictures for us so that we can envision what could be and what is possible out there as, as, as humanity really kind of pivots, as the world pivots in, uh, like you said, in innovation. I love that. You know, there, there is mandatory innovation that comes out of struggle and out of trial. Um, and, and we're definitely, I think we're just at the, we're at the beginning stages of that. And so um, I'm excited to see what, what comes out of all this, um, despite, despite the trouble that really a lot of people are finding themselves in. Um, before we wrap up here, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit. You know, you work with a lot of leaders, you coach them, you are, um, you consult with them, you facilitate um, ongoing engagements. What, what is your thought and your perspective on what's happening in leadership right now? And what do you think is really needed as, um, as people are thinking about either leading through strength or just kind of trying to hold on in their leadership and trying to be someone who's worthy of being followed in this time of crisis? So in the early 90s, uh, the company I was working with uh, was going through redundancies. Hmm. So I'm going back, oh, Becky, 25 years, maybe <laughs> something like that. So early on in my, my career. And I remember was walking to one of those big town hall meetings that uh, businesses have where there's going to be a communication at everyone. And um, I was talking to uh, the CEO at the time. And I said, are you going to talk about the redundancies and what's happening? And mm. she said, Murray, of course I am. People want to know what's going on. Mm. And because it was like this thing that was being talked about at the time for a little while, but not very visible, not very open. And this message to me, she stopped, turned, looked at me and said, of course I am. It needs to be talked about. Hmm. So that stuck with me and sticking with me right now about how important it is to talk about what's going on. Let's hmm. not assume that people understand. Let's not assume people understand their expectations. Let's create some clarity. Let's bring mm -hmm. it to the surface. Let's have some, maybe some uncomfortable conversations, but let's be realistic in the situations that people are in and let's talk through it and talk about mm -hmm. it. That's what leaders need to be doing right now, providing mm -hmm. that clarity, that support. The second thing is um, another manager in my past, another great uh, female leader I had, this, this lady, she was fantastic. She said to me once, and I don't know if she's quoting somebody else or it's her quote. But what she said to me was, people don't remember you when times are easy. They remember you when times are tough. Hmm. And right now we're in a tough time. We're in a tough time right now. So this is a chance for leaders to step up, for leaders to, to really show they're a leader who gives a damn, for leaders to really show they care about their people whilst they're not physically together. And I actually prefer the term physical distancing, not social distancing. I love that. I learned that from you. Together. That brilliant. Yeah, it's true. It's all about, we still need to be socially connected. We still need to care about our people. We still need to check in on them. And I don't mean check in on them because you don't trust them. I mean check in on them because to show that they know that you care about them. Mm. Um, and to maintain that trust, to empower them to do what they need to do and to support them. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I love leadership. We also um, have leaders who give a damn. This is a chance for you to show that you're a leader who gives a damn and to really be there for your people in ways and to support them. And I think there are so many 
um, occurrences right now where people are shining. People have got mm. this chance to actually, to really step up, not just as leaders, but people in teams as well. So I think this is important, um, even more important for leadership right now than just any other time. Yeah. We're going through a crisis. We're going through challenging times. It's a, this is the, at an essence of about leadership and people-based leadership and serving the people you lead. Um, it's what people need right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be, it can be a, a self-consuming time where you, you have a lot of things going on. You're managing a lot of different, you know, balls in the air, plates spinning. And as a leader, it can feel like, well, I just need to focus in on the things I'm doing and make sure that I don't drop the balls. But in the end, uh, where you're really going to be most noticed and you're going to make, make the most impact and inspire the most people is if you go back to that, as you're saying, that serve, that, that servant leadership in some ways to say, how, how can I serve them? How can I know more about what their situation is so that I can help come around them? And all of us then will be lifted up together and we'll hopefully produce what we were hoping to uh, or planning on producing all along because we're doing it together and you're leading in an inspiring way in the end. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's, um, I would love for people to continue to learn from you or just even just be encouraged by you as we close up here. So do you have any, or what would you say to somebody who is really still feeling that that place of overwhelm or I don't really know what the next right step is do you have any advice or encouragement for them as we wrap up today um, be kind to yourself hmm. about where we are at and where each individual is at where you are at right now as a person be kind to yourself about what you think you need to do versus what you can do right now hmm. and then sit down breathe pause and start to write down what's on your mind and what are you trying to get done and start to identify what are those real priorities mm. to help you move forward then to reduce the overwhelm put a plan in place and put a plan in place that sets you for success whilst being kind to yourself and those around you and i'm confident that will help you in some way cool I am very sure it will as well. And especially as you integrate that, what you just said, without writing down your plan and how you're feeling, what you want to achieve with what you said earlier about writing down what you appreciate and how you feel in this moment. And you put those two things together and you start to create a picture that maybe looks better a few days from now or a few weeks from now. Um, and it also has a, a, pr a productivity to it that says, this is how I'm going to get done the things that are most important to me that make me feel the best in the process. So. Beautiful encouragement, beautiful advice. And thank you for chatting with me and with us, all of the Isogo TV community today. And I'm sure that there will be some, uh, some more conversations for us to have in the future about leadership and family and strength and what we can do to support each other. Becky, thank you again so much for the chance to connect. I value our friendship, our connection, and I really value what you do for your communities. Uh, you are providing such uh, uh, support and inspiration to them right now so this is great so thank you for the chance to connect and i'll chat to you again soon uh, all the best for these coming weeks all right thanks bye now okay so here's the story that keeps floating around in my head from one of the best leaders murray has ever known 
people may not remember who you are in the good times, but they will certainly remember who you are in a time of crisis. Wow, there's such a weight to this, like, like a responsibility to really take advantage of this time, yet such an amazing opportunity too, to connect with the people who matter to you and build new habits that will stick in your family and as a leader, even in the months and the years to come. Murray Guest is a skilled consultant and facilitator and the host of the Inspired Energy podcast. Plus, and most importantly, of course, he is my co-creator of an online program for leaders who want to step up their game called Leaders Who Give a Damn. You can and will be encouraged by connecting with Murray on his website, inspiremybusiness.com or over on Instagram at Murray Guest or on LinkedIn as the same, Murray Guest. If you are a leader or a leader of leaders, you will definitely want to check out the COVID-19 support that we are giving to leaders through Leaders Who Give a Damn. As Murray said today, leadership is just as important today, if not more so, than it was even two months ago. People are looking to you for direction, support, and a sense that there is hope and stability to come. As a leader who gives a damn, you can provide your team all of these things. So check out the new way that we're offering this program in bites that fit into your daily rhythm as a busy leader. You can do that at leaderswhogiveadam.com. And you know what? If you reach out to us directly to let us know that you listened to this episode, we will give you a special discount just for connecting with us. We would be honored to get a chance to get to know you. You know, you and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. Your team needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isogo TV.